Publisher Podcast, episode 100. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been, and I felt what you're feeling, and I don't wanna get in your way. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Publish Her Podcast. I hope the audio quality is okay on this. I'm actually in my garage recording this on my iPhone, which I'll tell you all about in a moment. But first, I want to talk about what we're talking about today, which is very relevant to why I'm recording this on my iPhone in my garage. Time. We were in a WIP school mentorship uh, Q&A session. Maybe it was the networking session about a month ago. Yes, that's exactly what it was because I asked people to break into small groups and to talk about the biggest challenge that they were having right now as an author. And I asked someone to be a scribe and for them to come back and to report on what the consensus was of the biggest challenges to their author businesses, to their getting their books done, to marketing their books, all of these things. So we come back at the end of the first round and I ask people what were the challenges and I was surprised because I expected people to talk about things like, you know, building my author platform or marketing my book or, you know, writing my book or... Um, you know, developing a good character. I don't know. I expected people to come back with challenges like that. And what happened was three of the four groups came back and said that their biggest challenge is time. Time because there are just so many things to get done and it feels like there's no time to do them all. Let me ask you a question. When you decided you wanted to be an author, did at any point in time you realize like how much you were getting into? And then as you start learning more and more, which you have to know and learn a lot to be successful in this industry, you just realize that it's a never-ending, it's a never-ending game, right? And it's a fun game a lot of times. It's especially a fun game on launch day and when we're seeing those royalty checks coming in and seeing people buy our books and commenting on our books and going to events where we're seeing readers and talking to readers, like those are the fun things. But it's all the other things. It's the setting up a a Facebook page, setting up a website, setting up an Instagram, creating content for all of those things, doing your email list, figuring out all that jazz and tech mess behind it, writing content, coming up with fun and creative things to post and to say, trying to figure out who in the heck is going to read your book and why and how to get in front of them and where in the world are these people and how in the world do I get them to actually leave a review on my book and the this and the that. And all of a sudden, there's absolutely no time. So today, we're going to dig into this. But first, a couple of things. One, this is the 100th episode, and it's 
funny because like this is one of those things that I keep doing because I love it, but there's so little time to do it, which is why I'm in my garage right now because it's the end of a work day and all I really want to do is have a glass of wine and unwind, but I'm already a week and a half late recording this episode and the last thing I want to do right now is to sit at my computer and record on my computer. So I thought to myself, well, maybe I'll walk around outside because that would be nice. And then a summer storm rolled up in here and it's thundering and lightning outside. So I don't want to die while I'm recording this episode. So I found myself at the next best place, which is (laughs) standing in my garage where I can feel like I'm kind of sort of outside, but I'm still getting this done. And we're just going to hope that the quality of this recording is is good. And secondly, I, while I'm talking about time and time management, am pacing around my garage while I'm recording this. So I'm getting a few steps in a day because it was a long day and I got no exercise in today and now I'm feeling really just not great. So the 100th episode, 100 episodes that we have recorded either with our team or with guests or taken from other interviews that we've done or taken from sessions of the Women in Publishing Summit and the time that goes into them with the recording, with the research, with the creating the show notes, with the editing, with the loading, with the sharing, with all of the things. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it, just like anything else that you're doing to market. And this is one of our marketing tools for building our audience where we may not be doing the, you know, promoting a book necessarily, but we're doing the same types of things, just putting it towards the, the product that we're selling, right? Which is our courses, our webinars, our workshop. This is the thing with authors is that your book is no different than any other product that you might be selling. Marketing a book would be no different than marketing the Women in Publishing Summit if you're doing the things that you need to do. It's no different than marketing a course that you're doing because what you have is a piece of content, a piece of value that you want other people to buy and to value as well. And in order for them to do that, they have to know that it exists. So you have to be doing things, you have to be making the time to go on podcasts, to go to uh, book fairs or book events or places where you can speak as an author, to go to school visits if you've got a children's book, to go to craft fairs or trade um, uh, markets or uh, what are they called, farmer's markets or things like that where you can set up a table and sell your book. You have to be doing things so that people know what you are doing. And those things come in a variety of different sizes and shapes. They come at a variety of different costs, both financial and time. They come at a variety of stress levels as well. How do we ever have enough time to both write our books and promote our books and to build the systems and tools and things that we need? How do we make time to learn what we need to learn, to attend the sessions that we need to attend, to network, to travel, to do whatever it is that we need to do? And why is this such a big factor for so many people? 
Well, you might be thinking, that's a really dumb question to ask. I can tell you exactly why it's a factor because here I am, you know, multitasking. I'm marching around my garage uh, with my phone to my face when I should be making dinner for my kids so that I can, like, because I I ran out of time during my work day to do more work when I, you know, for, for these things that I'm doing. Like, and I'm sure, you know, just plug in whatever it is that happened in your life today. And it's the same thing. Maybe you had blocked out time this morning to write, but uh, your dog got sick and you wound up going to the vet. Or maybe you have a soft, you know, I'm going to write in the mornings. And today you slept in because last night you were on the phone chatting with a friend until one o'clock in the morning or whatever it is, life happens. Life happens and our schedule gets off and things get added into it. So when we're trying to think about how we prioritize to get things done, it comes down to knowing and understanding that time is the one resource we cannot create more of. We all have the same amount of it. I don't get more time than you do in a day. I don't get more time in a month. And who knows how much time I get in this life. The fact is, like, I have the same amount of time as anybody else. So how do I fit in all the things? How do you fit in the things? How do you decide where to spend your time so that you can move forward? That is the question that I am hoping to answer today. So first, before I go on any further with this, I want to tell you about PubSite, if you haven't heard about PubSite. So first of all, if you don't know Fazia Burke, who is one of the co-founders of PubSite, you need to know who she is. She's a book marketing expert. She's an incredible woman. She knows so much information. And in the show notes of this podcast episode, I am going to put several webinars and episodes that we have done with her, including one on why authors need a website to market their books. But one of the coolest things that she and her husband have done is found the uh, the company called PubSite, P-U-B-S-I-T-E, links Go to womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash pub site to get a free two-week trial and um, save $5 for a whole year on your monthly hosting. So what is this? This is the DIY website platform for authors. It is designed for authors. It is set up for authors. It is created in a way for authors to market their books. So as we're talking about time, 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 one of the best things that you can do to save time is to make sure that you're using a website resource that's actually been designed with you as an author marketing your book in mind. They've made it very easy to go in and fill in the information to create a a sales page for your book, to create a page with the events that you're going to, to create a page for your blog, for all of these things, to load your pictures, to add videos, to do all the stuff. They have great templates that are already set up for you for marketing books. We use this for our Purple Butterfly Press uh, company, and it's been just you know a lot of fun utilizing the tool to easily create the pages uh, where we can feature all of our children's books and our authors and our blog and all the things that we are doing. And um, I would really encourage you to go over to womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash pub site to check this out. Grab your two-week trial, play around with it, see what you think. And if you decide it's not the tool for you, guess what? No harm, no foul. 
If you decide it is what you want to use to build your website, you just enter in your information and move on forward. And with that link, you'll have a $5 savings um, every month for the year. So the cool thing about that is that it includes your website and your hosting. So you don't have to go out and pay for hosting someplace else and the website tool. It's all included at $14.99 a month through our special link. So check that out. You need a hub, a home, a place where you can send people, where you can post things, where you can share things, where you can make sure that people can find your book. People Google things, people look for things. You want them to be able to find your stuff. If you're creating content to market your book, you want a place where you're sending people and collecting email addresses, which email addresses are going to be the biggest way that you will sell if you grow that email list and use it uh, properly. So there's just so many good things about a website. Please check out PubSite, womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash PubSite and sign up for your free trial and, and go from there. If you have any questions about it, reach out to me and my team. As I said, we use it. We love it. Lots of members of our community use it. And um, it's been a great resource for us to quite easily create a website that helps us market our books. Okay, so back to the rest of our topic and the question that we're trying to answer is how do we do all the things that we need to do in a limited amount of time? So here's the deal. Whether you are working full-time and trying to build an author career to the side, whether you are retired and writing books to have an additional stream of revenue or to fulfill that dream that you've always had or to share your wisdom from your life or whatever the reason is, whether you are a stay-at-home mom or a full-time caregiver or any, we all have busy lives no matter what our situation is. And now we've come into this world of writing, publishing, and selling books where we thought, oh, yay, I love to write. I have this great story idea. I'm just going to write a book and I'm just going to publish it. And guess what? There's a lot of people out there that are telling you things like, it's so easy to write and publish a book. It's so easy to sell 8 million copies. It's so easy to blah, blah, blah. And if you haven't figured it out yet, they are wrong. (laughs) This is not easy. If this is easy, then I have been doing something wrong for a very long time. Now, what it is, is rewarding, enjoyable, something I enjoy spending my time doing, a career that I love, but it is not easy. It is quite challenging. And and I have to learn and learn and learn and learn. And I keep learning. And the cool thing about this time in the publishing space is that yes, it's a great, it, it, the doors are open for everyone to publish their books. They're, everyone can do it now. But to do it well, to be noticed, to actually see sales, to actually ever earn back your investment, to actually ever get what you want from your publishing, you have to do it right. You have to do it well. And doing it right and doing it well requires understanding and knowledge. It requires time investment. It it requires investment of financial things. It, 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 It requires learning marketing. It requires doing some things that may make you uncomfortable. Even if you're published through a traditional publisher, 
you will still be responsible for marketing your book. You may get some help from a larger publisher. You may get no help. Uh, you may be able to, if you're with a hybrid press, your your package may include some above and beyond marketing and um, and launch support. But even that is not guaranteed. At the end of the day, you're responsible as the author for making sure that book sells. Okay, so you've written your book and now you have to learn all of these things. So how do you know where to budget your time? Or maybe you're still back in the book writing phase and this is the one that, let's start there since that's the logical progression, right, is to write the book. So first, um, <laughs> unless you're like me, <laughs> where I love, love doing things in a not always logical manner, where sometimes I've started marketing books that I haven't even written a word of yet. And that's also a tactic that and a strategy that you have to be super disciplined to uh, to to make work for you. But anyway, let's assume that we're following the path of writing the book first. So we have a lot of people in WIP school who are like me that have lots of projects, lots of different things happening, lots of excitement and energy, and have a hard time just settling down and sticking to the one thing. This is what I'm going to tell you that I have learned over these years that I wish I could go back and do a little bit differently, and that is to focus and to focus smartly. So yes, there are 15 different books happening in my head right now. But if I try to do all of them, if I try to you know, learn all the things that I need to learn for all of these different books and, and get in front of the right audiences and set up the right things, like I will move very, very, very slowly through the process of doing this and likely get very frustrated and see no prog- progress. But if I choose one of these... And I really doubled down and I put this, t- this space in my life to, to do the things that I need to do for that book and move forward. Then yes, it may take me longer to reach all of my other goals because of, of all those other projects, but I'm going to at least move forward with this one and get it done. So I'd say the first thing when it comes to having your, uh, figuring out where to put your time and how to create it is to really focus on the one thing that you need to do next to get to your goal. Now, this is one of those places where you can't just say, and I'm sorry to tell you this. Now, okay, it's all about your goals, right? So yes, you can say, I am not doing anything except for writing for the next six months. I get too distracted by all these other things. It's too much for me. I can't worry about attending webinars or learning this or doing that or setting up this or posting on social. It's just taking me away from it. I have, I'm working, I have children, I have all these things on for the next six months. Any spare time I have is only going to be writing. Okay. That's fair. And that's probably a good idea because guess what? If you decide, well, I'm going to also work on building my social media and let me create some TikTok videos and blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, your entire week has been spent in the you know bowels of TikTok because you created a video and then started watching others or you started to create a video and didn't like the way your hair looked and then you redid it and did another one and then did another one and you know, you know what I'm saying here. Like we get distracted and we go off and next thing we know, a whole week has passed and we've done no writing. So if you know that you can't keep yourself focused and on task with multiple things, then for you, that might be the right thing to do to just say, listen, I know I need to learn all these other things. I know I need to, you know, build my social media, but I also know that if I don't get this book written, nothing else matters and you decide to focus on it. So that's one way to save yourself time is to just say, I'm not doing anything anything else 
except for working on my book, except for writing on my book. I'm going to set a deadline to have this book written by six months from today. And every night or every morning or every whatever or three times a week or whatever you want your schedule to be, you say, I am doing nothing but writing in these times, allowing yourself the grace that life happens and things may change, okay? But if you give that to yourself and you just, gosh, it just sounds so nice to give yourself the freedom to say, I don't have to do anything else except for write my book for the next six months. That's one way to do it. Let me tell you what is going to happen, though, is that you're going to be six months behind in everything else. Or you could look at it and you could say, I will start my timer for everything else when the book is written. That is also an acceptable response. And then you spend the next six months doing all the marketing, doing the audience growth while your book is going through editing, you're building your social media, you're talking to people, you're creating your reels or your posts or your blogs or your newsletters or whatever you're doing. And you have dedicated time and you're not panicking because you're saying, this is the plan I set forth for myself. Six months to write the book, six months to build my audience and do pre-launch activities. And then I move into the launch, etc. So that's one way to give yourself a little more time is by giving yourself the freedom to say, I can do this in a way that works for me and that works for my life. Knowing that I need to know these things. I need to learn these things. I need to know how to market myself. I need to know how to get on podcasts. I need to, I need to know how to um, create some Instagram posts and find some hashtags so that I can follow some people and get some followers and find people that will review my book. There are things that you must, you must spend the time to learn how to do if you're going to be successful in this. But it doesn't have to be at the same time you're writing your book if that's causing you stress and causing you to completely, you know, break down on everything else. You just have to know your goals for your outcome, what it's going to take for you to get there, and then give yourself the time once the book is done to move into those other phases. Some people need that separation. Some people can do them together. It's up to you to figure out which works. And you know what? You don't have to, you can change your mind if at some point you decide, okay, you know, I can't just focus on writing. Like, I, 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 it's driving me crazy. I feel like I'm falling behind. I see all these other people doing these things, and I just saw this thing for this webinar, and I really want to learn about this. Well, that's fine, but you have to also know and understand what you're getting yourself into and, um, and how to keep yourself on track. Okay, so the next thing is how you literally organize your schedule and your life. And a lot of this comes down to knowing how you do things. There are a lot of tips and suggestions for how to be more productive, how to do whatever. I can tell you what works for me and it may or may not work for you. I will tell you what works for me. I work best on deadlines that are flexible. So... I have my hard deadline, right? I always set a hard deadline that like, this is the date something has to be done. And usually those are driven by other people. My editor says, if you want me to have your book edited by this date, which is the date we've said it needs to be edited by to go to formatting, to hit the publication date and all those types of things, then I must have the manuscript by this date. That's their boundary. They've said this happens. So, okay, I have that date. And then I know... I'm probably going to need a little bit of wiggle room in that. So I set myself a date 
that's several weeks before that. So it's a psychological thing, right? So if I have to have it to my editor by July 1st, I will set a a deadline for me that the book has to be done by like June 10th. And then I'm working towards that goal as much as I can, but I have to be careful not to be like, well, I know it's not really due till July 1st, so I'm just going to you know, push it off. You have to know what works for you and how you're going to respond. And then I try to make sure that time is mapped out in my calendar for whatever it is that is the focus of what I'm doing right now. So maybe it's a writing phase. Maybe it's an audience growth phase. Maybe it's a, a production You're learning all the things that you need to learn to make sure that your book is produced and published correctly. Whatever that phase is, you give yourself the time and you put those things in your calendar as important for you. I know right now that I need to do um, a Facebook uh, ads training program or an Amazon an Amazon book ads, an Amazon um, ads course. So I'm going to book that into my timeline because I know I want to start running um, ads by this date, etc. So by breaking it down by your priorities and by saying, I don't have to do all the things, I may have forgotten to tell you this part, so let me just back up and say, the next thing is to prioritize like what you need to do. You don't have to do all the things. You don't have to do Facebook ads and Amazon ads and TikTok ads and um, ads through Google and whatever. No. Maybe one day, maybe you'll get to the point where you're doing all of those types of things. Maybe you won't need to. But pick one place. And for a lot of us, um, Facebook ads can be a great place to get started. But there again, you may need help to make sure that you're doing it properly because Amazon ads, while they are going to be a really big uh, factor for you later on, don't really necessarily work as well as they can until you've got over 50 reviews. So that's going to take you the time to get to the reviews, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So you don't have to do all the things, but you need to pick the the few things that are going to help you move forward. And that... I cannot list out all the things right here. I cannot tell you what that is because it's, again, going to be dependent on where you are in your process. Are you writing? Are you publishing? Are you marketing? Are you growing? Are you, you know, continuing to expand? Where are you in that process? And what is the next step that you need? And some of you might be thinking to yourself, I have no idea what the next step is that that I need. And this is where I'm going to put in a plug for services by people like me. You can spend a whole lot of time going to free webinars and taking courses and joining groups and listening to podcasts and do all the things. And if you have the time to learn all of it on your own, that's great. But for a lot of us, time is our most important commodity as we started from the beginning. And as we pointed out, a lot of us just don't have enough time. So sometimes... Because time is such a precious resource, money, paying other people to figure things out for you is the better option. I'm going to give a plug for myself here, but I know that there are, I'm not the only person. There are plenty of other publishing consultants, author coaches, book coaches, whatever they want to call themselves because there are many, many names, but consultants basically, experts in the industry who in 30 minutes can tell you everything you need to know that might take you a month to figure out on your own. In an hour-long session, or even in my uh, eight-week coaching uh, package that I do with people, I can literally map out 
every single thing, all the resources, give you the tools, give you the how, give you the everything. Put it in your lap for you, saving you all that time of trying to figure it out for you. Um, So sometimes that's the better option is to say, you know what, this investment makes sense to me because I can pay this person, I can spend this time with them, they will map it out for me and help me develop those priorities and tell me, should I be doing Facebook ads or Amazon ads or TikTok ads or Google ads or whatever, 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 so that I'm not trying to go out and learn all those things and figure out which one is the best one for me. So sometimes that is your best way to recuperate time is to pay someone else either to show you the ropes, to teach you the ropes, or to do it for you. So that's where hybrid presses are wonderful now. That's where self-publishing assist companies, and there are so many good ones. I mean, if you just go to the womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash sponsors page right now, you're going to find Bublish, Grace Point, Book Baby, Lulu, um, and, and a ton of other coaches, um, writing coaches, uh, other companies and services that will help you through these. Um, um, we've got your book is your hook. We've got uh, so many companies. And I, you know, I probably should look at the list and, and read them all out. But so many companies that will help you either publish your book, do it for you, help you through the process, um, or, or give you the tools that you need so that you're not spending all your time. But when you give up the time to somebody else to do it, then that means you have to pay. And so that's the exchange. Time for money, money for time. Um, but it's amazing how sometimes just having someone, you know, I've, I've had business coaches since I started this journey 10, 11 years ago, 12, almost 12 years ago. It's been an investment that I've always thought was very important to me is to work with people who are experts at growing businesses, at doing things, and having them help me uh, through the process. I've had some amazing coaches through through this process. Um, sales strategist Renee Rebar, who's been a guest on the summit multiple times, she helped me lay out a plan for marketing the conference in a way that in an hour session with her, she helped me you know, send this email on this date and send these emails at this frequency and highlight these things and do this. And she maps out this plan with me and boom, you know, then all I have to do is go in and create the emails that go in that plan. But she's done uh, the, you know, the, the challenging, the time consuming part of figuring out when should I send it and how should I send it and how many times should I send it, blah, blah, blah. So a consultant, a coach, someone like that can be a really really great way for you to recuperate some time because you're not figuring out all the things. Because I believe that the reason we're struggling so much with time is that we have so many options in front of us. So many options. One of our WIP school members, Louise, given her a shout out here, like she willingly admits that one of her biggest problems with getting to the next step is that she loves to learn. She loves to see all these things. She loves to attend all the webinars and to buy all the courses and to do all of this and to learn, 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 learn. And she's so busy learning, she doesn't have time to implement. And we all get, I think a lot of us get stuck in that where we are just, we're like, oh, I need to know how to do all of these things. And you know, the reality is some of it really is building skills. Like some of it really is, if you're going to build 
you know, if email, if selling through email is your goal, there's so many pieces of that that you have to learn how to do or hire someone to do for you, right? You have to set up an email CRM. You have to know what the heck an email CRM is before you can set it up. You have to know how to set up a landing page or a lead magnet. You have to know what a lead magnet is to create a lead magnet. You have to connect your website to your email newsletter subscription list. You have to figure out how to set up sequences and know what a sequence is. You have to do, I could go on, right? but I'm going to stop right there. So there are times when there's a large learning curve to get to one outcome, and you do have to spend the time doing that. But you can work with people who can help you get there faster or help you set up some of the tech stuff or walk you through the process, which is what I do in my longer-term one-on-one coaching, is through our sessions, we walk through the actual like, okay, here's the plan, but here's how we're going to do it together so that the next time you know how to set up your email sequence or you know how to connect your uh, lead magnet to your email list and all those fun things, right? So that's one way, again, to get to recoup that time is to have somebody else remove the distractions or remove all the things that you're doing. And since I've started, I used to buy a lot of courses And what I found is that in the beginning, when I was DIYing everything because that's what my budget required, I needed those courses. I needed somebody to walk me through how to set up a Facebook ad because I couldn't afford to hire somebody to do my Facebook ads for me. I needed somebody to show me how to um, design a book in InDesign because I couldn't afford to have, you know, this was when I was doing this, this was before Vellum and before some of these other great tools that make it so easy to do a non-complicated book formatting job. So, but I had I had the time because I had to make the time because I absolutely did not have the money. But as I started growing my business and doing other things, budget became less of a struggle and time became more of a struggle. I knew if I didn't hire other people to do things for me and with me, I could not move forward. And um And so spending that money to have someone else simplify my life was well worth it. And the returns come back on that. Because guess what? If somebody else is helping you get to that point faster, then you can publish faster. Then you can start selling your books faster. Then you can start making money from your book sales and from your um, speaking engagements and from whatever else comes from those book sales. So it really comes down to I say this over and over. Anyone who ever listens to me for any period of time knows that I talk about goals. Goals are incredibly critical for us in this industry. It's for anybody in the industry, but you have, you must know what you're working to be efficient. You have to know what you're working towards. And let's be honest, there are a lot of different end game results with being an author. We're going in a lot of different directions. For some of us, it's just a passion, or it's just a hobby, or it's just a dream of ours to actually publish that book. For others, we want to be multiple-time New York Times bestselling authors, and the path to get to those two places is wildly different. And so, you know, the, the work level is also going to be different based on those things. So you have to know what you're shooting for so that, that you can then create a plan to achieve that. And it's when you plan and when you time block and when you make time for your writing or your marketing or any of those things that you begin to get a little bit more control around your schedule. So 
It's a little bit ironic that I'm standing to, I'm standing here in my garage pacing as I talk to you about time management and getting more time in your life when clearly <laughs> I'm failing at that right now. Um, but am I, you know, um, I don't think I'm failing. I think what I'm doing is actually demonstrating what I'm talking to you about. So my options this evening at the end of my long day were to, you know, hang it all up and decide I can push this off till tomorrow. Um, I could have sat down on my couch with a glass of wine and binge watched Netflix for a while. I could have done the healthier option, which would be to go for a walk, except for the storm precluded that. Um, I could have sat at my computer and been very miserable at my desk, uncomfortable desk chair recording this. So I kind of came up with my own plan, which was let me walk around my garage while I'm talking into my phone, uh, expressing all of my ideas for this particular episode and get it done so that it's not hanging over my head because it's been hanging over my head, stressing me out. And I'm, you know, walking around and getting a little bit of exercise while I'm doing it. So, hmm. I made the decision that my priority today was doing this podcast episode without giving up something else that was important to me, which was not sitting at my computer desk any longer. So I found a way to make it work. Um, That's not always the case. You know, you can't always find those things you have to find how you schedule around your life so that you still do the things that you want to do, that you enjoy doing, and still make the time for the things that you need to do. And the only way, and the only way that I know how to tell you to do that is by looking at your plan, creating a plan, and developing a timeline that doesn't make you nauseous. Because that's the other thing. We get so excited and we're like, okay, I have these 15 book ideas. I need to get them all out this year. Everybody keeps telling me that the way to make money as an author is to write more books, to publish more books. I need to um, write 387 books this year. And, and, and then we, we and, and in order to do that, I have to take 72 writing crafts and I need to attend every conference and I need to learn how to do Facebook ads and I need to learn how to build a sales funnel. And oh, by the way, I also need to like become an expert in, you know, TikTok dances and, and then everything's out of control and we are miserable and feel insane. But if we say to ourselves, my goal, uh, it is July I'm going to publish this book on December 1st. And in order to do that, I want to have 500 email subscribers. I want to have, you know, a launch team of 100 people and I'm working towards having 50 reviews on Goodreads before the book launches. And I plan on X, Y, and Z. And then I can back up and I can say, okay, in order for this to happen, these are the deadlines I need to hit. This has to happen by this day. This needs to happen by this day. Always giving yourself a little bit of flexibility, a little bit of wiggle room so that you're not too crazed trying to get to those goals because it can be super stressful if you've set yourself up on deadlines that are hard to meet. But the good thing about being an indie author is you can always change your dates. 
So don't get yourself stuck into something where you're saying, I absolutely have to do this by December 1st, even if it kills me to do it. No, do it well, do it right and change your date. That's the right way. That's the right answer. Um, if you're publishing with a publisher, you don't have so much you know, control over that. But um, you also have a lot less on your plate when you're not managing the entire process. So that's helpful. I hope that this has been helpful to you as you think about the, the, your time and how to get more of it or how to be more, you, how to use your time more efficiently. And the only thing, you know, the key takeaways of this, if you haven't gotten it from my numerous iterations, is one, have a plan. And that plan is based on goals and dates and deadlines. So you got to spend some time. A lot of people don't want to spend time doing this. I know because I am one of them. But we always look at things. We try to do, my team does, and you know, whether it's just you or whether you have an admin assistant or whether you have a whole team, like these are the kinds of things that you need to look at. You need to set those goals and put those dates on your calendars and then create the milestone dates that get you to stay on track for those things. And that will help you in so many ways. So if you spend or have a planning day in your, in your month, create a, create a working in your business and on your business type of, of, of days that are set aside. So have those planning days where you are, map out the next month's activities or the quarter or the year and you know, break them down and, and, and create the time and the space to make those activities happen. But you gotta have that plan, you gotta have those goals, and you gotta have the dates to make them happen. That's really, everything else stems from that. Because once you have those, then here's the real answer to the question is making that time work for you. Once you have those things, once you have those goals set in place, then you can ask yourself every time something happens, every time something comes up, every time a webinar comes up in your email to register for, every time a new course comes along your way, every time a, a personal things happens, maybe somebody invites you to go on a girls weekend. You know, it doesn't always have to be work things that are stealing your time or taking your time, however you want to phrase it. It can be life, right? But every time something comes up where you're asked to uh, do something that takes away time from doing something else, you can say, is this webinar going to help me achieve my goals in the next six months? Is this webinar something that is critical for my knowledge base to be able to get this book done or marketed by the goal date? Is this course something that is going to teach me a skill that... I absolutely need to be able to get my book published by this date. And if the answer is not yes, then wipe it right off your plate. You cannot let the FOMO, which is fear of missing out, drive your actions or you won't get to where you're getting. So you need to be making decisions based on what's going to help you get to the next thing, to finish writing the book, to get the book published, to build your author uh, platform, what are the things that are going to help you get there? And say no to the rest. You have my permission to say no to a lot of things. Yes, you do need to be educated in this field. Yes, you do need to keep up with what's happening in the industry. Yes, you do need to 
get your knowledge base for things that you are trying to do that are directly related. But if you haven't even finished writing your book, you have no business taking a course on how to do Amazon ads. That course will be offered again. And, you know, that's that's what you need to you need to be focused on what's going to get you to the next step. So we're 100 episodes in. Yay. Thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks to you for being part of our community. Um, If you're enjoying our podcast, if you get anything of value from us in our community, please share. Please subscribe to us. Please leave us a review. Please tell your friends about us. Um, Send them to womeninpublishingsummit.com or send them the link to subscribe to our podcast. We are just really thrilled to be building this community and to be in network with so many wonderful people in the industry, with authors, with publishers, with editors, with with book formatters and book marketers and all the people involved in this wonderful, wonderful world of creating books and putting words into the world that make a difference. And I just want to thank you for being here with me on this ride. Check out womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events for our upcoming events, webinars, workshops, and only sign up for the ones that are going to help get you where you need to go and be, feel free to say no to the rest of them. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time. Stay.